Good morning. Let me give you a few of a few announcements. First of all, please sing with the choir during the musical responses in the communion liturgy. Sing with the choir. Thank you. Please remember, children, that the summer schedule started today for Sunday school. One and two-year-olds uh, meet in the three and four-year-old classroom. Elementary kids, K-5 through fifth grade, meet in the fourth and fifth grade classroom. I hope that happened. Our Everywhere Fun Fair Vacation Bible School begins next Sunday, June the 9th at 6 p.m. in the Family Life Center. One-year-olds through fifth graders, 6 to 7.45 nightly. You can still go online on our website to register. I'm sorry I'm going to miss that, but of those of us who have to go to the annual conference, we'll be at an annual conference session about the time that that begins. All right. If you will look in your bulletins on page, the page that has welcome visitors. And Melody Woodward and Mark Owens, if you would come forward. Below general announcements is the liturgy we're going to use today, and there is a place for the congregation, so please be aware. Hey. These two who are standing before us have undergone consultation to concerning entering into the United Methodist Church. Uh, so Melody Woodward and Mark Owens, will you faithfully uphold Memorial United Methodist Church with your prayers? your presence, your gifts, your service, and witness. Congregation, if you would respond. I, I, congregation, I commend these persons to your love and care. Now respond, sorry. <laughs> Amen, sorry. It's the like, <laughs> first time we've used this little extra liturgy for the, and I wanted to use it with these special people. And if y'all get to know them, and if you haven't known them yet, please get to know them. And, we're really gl glad you joined our, our fellowship. And the membership c committee has some gifts for you. And then let us welcome them. I will let you know that we, are, we will have a, a baptism again next Sunday. Let us begin our worship.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read, your word proclaimed, and we partake of this holy mystery. May we hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Let us join together in affirmation of our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting.
You may be seated. Let our children come forward as we have our children's time. morning. How, how are you? Um, Pastor Joseph's sermon today is entitled, Exercise your, your Spiritual Gifts. And we all have certain talents and gifts. Some are certainly easier to identify than others. For example, in sports and physical things, what are you good at? Sarah? You skate? You can do horseback riding? Basketball? Basketball? Basketball. How about you, Noah? Do you like to run? Do you like to jump? <laughs> you like to sit quietly. How about you, Sarah? You like to run. You like to run. I know you like to run. Um, what do you need in order to play basketball from your body? What do you need? Energy. How about body parts? Do you need your nose in order to play basketball? Probably not. What do you need? Your hands? Your feet? How about skating? What do you need? Yes, and that's a lot of them. A lot of body parts. What about, do you think you need your eyes in order to skate? Yeah? That's right. You would bump right into a wall or something. Do you need your ears when you play basketball? I think you do. You need to hear somebody shouting at you, right, or coming and running towards you. So even though you don't need the ears to dribble the ball or you don't need your eyes to actually skate, it still plays a role, right? They're all connected. Um, the scripture for today comes from 1 Corinthians in chapter 1, and the pastor will read the entire passage. I'm just going to read a couple of verses, uh, verse 4 and 5 in chapter 1. It says, I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus, for in him you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge. And I'm going to go a little bit further in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 12, where it talks about the body of Christ. And it uses the human body as an illustration. It says the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. And God has arranged the parts in the body, every single one of them, just as he wanted them to be. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. So basically, every part of the body, even parts that may seem unimportant, are all important, and they all have a role to play. So the human body, you can understand how it works, right? I mean, to me, that's, I can see how the eyes, we need the eyes, we need the feet. If we were just one big fat eye, it wouldn't do us any good, right? We need the different body parts. But how about the body of Christ? We're told that we are all baptized by one spirit into one body. And the Bible says we are the body of Christ, and each one of us is a part of it. Every one of us has a role to play in the body of Christ. We all have gifts and talents that are given to us within that body. And you might say, I'm just a kid. You know, what's, what am I supposed to do? What's my role? Well, what I would say to you 
is if you are a follower of Jesus, no matter how old you are, you have a role in serving God's church. And we have an obligation to figure out what our gifts are, and to identify them, and then to develop those with the help of the adults that are around us. Um, for example, you probably know, do you like math better or English better? Do you have a preference or science? Or do you like everything? Everything so far? How about you? What do you like better? Everything, too? Tara? Math? math? French? Okay, so see, you already kind of start knowing where, where you're good at and what you like to do. And at church, you have many areas where you can help out. For example, with music. When Miss Jessica was doing the handbells, Emma helped her out. Uh, in art, you can help Mrs. Katie. I think Ella Kate designed a t-shirt last year for Relay for Life. It was her creation. Sarah Catherine and other children here have volunteered as lay readers to stand up in front of the congregation and read the Word of God. Many of you are serving as acolytes, if you're old enough to do that, and you're serving the church in that way. Uh, the plays, the, yeah, and the beautiful plays, the beautiful performances that you do. John and Julia are fundraising, and I keep thinking what good salespeople you are to keep us buying chocolate over and over and over again. I, I, I can't believe it that you can do that. So you do have a role in this church. Even if you're little, even if you're small, there are certain things that you can do to help the body of Christ. And um, I would say the same applies to all of us adults sitting in the pews. Some of us are content to come here on Sundays thinking, well, I don't really have gifts that might help in the church. Um, but we keep hearing from the pastor and even in the bulletin, it says we really need volunteers, greeters, ushers, teachers, assistant teachers, lay readers, people willing to do the children's moments. There are many, many things uh, that you can do to help um, in the body of Christ. And not all of us are teachers. Not all of us are... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Comfortable greeting people, but there are other things that you can do. And I would ask all of us, kids and adults alike, to, to really prayerfully consider and ask God, what are my gifts and how, how can I help this wonderful church? How can I help serve this wonderful church? So let's close with a prayer. Repeat after me. God, you have blessed each and every one of us with specific spiritual gifts. Please help us discern these gifts and help us have the strength and courage to use these gifts to serve you and your church. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Let us bow our heads in prayer.
O God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. O God of heaven and earth, great is your name, and you're greatly to be praised. We come here before you, O Lord, offering our praise and thanksgiving and our petitions. But we must confess that even though we know you are the one and only true God, yet we so easily follow after the latest fads and trends and idols of this world. We confess that we pray more for ourselves than we do for others. We confess that we're more concerned about pleasing others than we are in pleasing you. We pray this day, O oh God, that you would forgive our sin, that you'd raise us up by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you'd guide us in the way of truth and enable our witness to lead others to Christ. Renew in us a faith to serve and desire for you. This day, O oh God, we ask your healing power to be given to those who are dear to us. We name them before you now in our hearts. We pray also, O oh Lord, for each one on our prayer list. We pray that you would raise them up, that you would strengthen them, that you'd give them hope, that you would comfort them, and you'd grant them peace. We declare our faith by our presence in worship and through our prayers. And so we pray now in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue our worship with our giving. Let our ushers come forward at this time.
Please be seated. Our reading today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 beginning at verse 1. Give attention to the reading of God's holy word. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have, enriched, you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, is faithful. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we, we thank you for calling us together. We're reminded of your sacrifice through the communion. And we ask your Holy Spirit to be with us now. Amen. You know, I read a lot of ads and stuff, and well, I read a lot of everything, but I, I noticed that some ads uh, have these glowing uh, things about what they want out of uh, people when they hire them. Enthu enthusiastic, dynamic, you know, whatever. Recently, I read an ad that had, uh, about an ad that had been put in a church, a thing that said, imperfect church, imperfect pastor seeks imperfect staff members in order that grace may abound. And uh, someone commenting on it said, maybe we should market our church this way, imperfect church, imperfect pastor, imperfect members invites imperfect visitors that grace may abound. Worship at 9 or 11. You know, wherever, when you read this whole book on 1 Corinthians, you find out that Paul is, this greeting Paul gives to these folks that he calls blessed and saintly are really imperfect people. In fact, when you get on into the book and you start looking, you see that these people are not just imperfect. Some of the activities they were doing were sex-rated. And yet Paul says these people are rich, and what God has given to them, namely a spiritual gift. And this spiritual gift has been given to them for the upbuilding of the church. And implied in this first few scriptures are that there are some convictions that are true about God's people. They are gifted. They are gifted. Now they don't always realize what their gift is. They don't always use their gift but they've been gifted. If you've been called into the fellowship of Christ Church, you were gifted with a gift to use for the upbuilding of this church. Roberto Clemente was one of the greatest baseball players that ever lived. And 
he, but when he was his first year as a rookie, he was still pretty good, but uh, he, he was interviewed by a, a, per, a newspaper person, and the newspaper person was trying to get him to compare himself to the greats in baseball at the time, like Willie, like Willie Mays. And of course, I'm sure he might have been flattered by all this, but when, he got, when they got through talking to him, he had a chance for him to respond to the newspaper person. He said, no matter what you've just said, I play like me. I play like Roberto. In other words, God has given each of us me. Each of us is a me. We're a me. And you are who you are. I am who I am. And yet God has given to each one of us at least one gift that's, that's different to be used for the church. Just like snowflakes, no two of us are alike. There's only one of you. And each one of us has something special to share with others. But often, we look at our Christian life as an obligation. How much better would it be if we saw this as a place to express gratitude and express joy and look for the opportunity that God has in store for us today? Wouldn't that be interesting if we looked at the opportunities that were going to be opened up for us because of the gift that God has given to us? Another conviction I find in this scripture is that this is that not only are, do we have a spiritual gift, but God provides a rich variety of spiritual gifts within any congregation. And when we band together to use these gifts, we can build up the church. But unfortunately, we often look for one person, a superman, if you will, to accomplish our mission for us. And the superman mentality is deeply embedded in our American culture. The original Superman did not come from Krypton, I, I want to tell you now. Uh, actually, the original Superman came from the creative minds of two high school students in 1934 at, in Cleveland, Jerry Siegel and Joe, and Joe Schuster. In their creative effort, Superman survived through the Great Depression and has been with us ever since. Now, there has been all kind of knockoffs and spinoffs, and all of our superhero culture today really comes from this very first uh, superhero that came out of the minds of these two high school people. And how we may wish that we had a super person among us, but you know what we have is something better. God has given us a variety of gifts, and through those gifts that each of us possess, we can do super things. These spiritual gifts are detailed in the 12th chapter of this book. I want you to think of the, the spiritual gifts of the people in this church that you've already seen at work. Just think of those uh, that rich variety of spiritual gifts that God has given us in this particular congregation. Think about those that you've seen uh, who, who are up here and do children's moments. Think about those who, who do things with their hands for the congregation. Think about those who care for the building. Think about those who prepare, prepare food. Think about those who know how to organize things and to be hospitable. Think about the ones who, behind the scenes, got the sanctuary ready for this Sunday. The colors changed, the communion elements out. 
Think about those who have a gift of visitation, who bring cheer to neglected persons. Think about those who have the gift of stewardship, who have sound business minds. Think about those who, who are jokesters, who bring a smile to our face just when we need it. You see, we do not need Superman or Superwoman. We have a rich variety of spiritual gifts right here in our midst. And not only has God given each one of us a specific gift, but we have a variety of these gifts to use. And when these gifts are used, when they're exercised, the whole church is strengthened. Bud Wilkinson was the coach of a fabulously successful University of Oklahoma football team in the 1940s. And he once said this about the game of football, and I think this is probably as good a quote as there is. He says, football is about 50,000 people who desperately need exercise watching 22 people who desperately need rest. <laughs> His description of a football game, I think, it could really be applied to congregations sometimes. How often does so many sit back in the pews and watch a few do all the work? How much better it would be if the people of God who are able, not just a few, exercise their particular gift so that the whole body of faith could be built up, could be strengthened, could be enriched. You see, Paul is in effect is saying that every person called by Jesus Christ into his body is given this gift and he's employed on behalf of the whole body, thus making it function smoothly in no richness and power. You know, in a few weeks, uh, well, I guess it'd be months now, in a few months, sometime in the fall, the education team is going to hold a study on discovering your gifts. This is one of the things that came out of the vision in time. Now, if you do not know what your gift is and, or, you're not, or you're not sure what your gift is, or you want to know more about spiritual gifts, I would encourage you to sign up for that when you see it offered, more, you know, when you see that being offered as it's something for the church to do. I would encourage you to be part of it. Because remember, good stewardship is not just about money, but it's about using all of your gifts, all your talents for the whole body of Christ. Now, I have come to find out that most people's gift is already being used in some capacity. It's used in some capacity outside the church. And often one needs to see only what it is they like to do to discover their gift. For example, if you sing in the shower, why not sing in the choir or the praise band? If you're good with your hands, why not put them to use here? If you like to be around children, why, you all, why do you spend all your time around adults? Come and be involved in the children's ministries. Now, I could go on and on. I don't have time. But the thing is, is that if you think about it clearly, you'll see where your gift is. And you'll see that it's given to you not just to make and earn a living, but it's been given to you to build up the church. Looking back over my own life, I see now clearly that I had a gift for gab. I, when I was a kid, I liked to be the center of attention. Uh, when I was in high school, I was on the debate team. When I was in college, I went around and got myself elected 
to a council that basically all it did was sponsor beer bashes, but that was where I was. That's where I was at that time in my life. Later, as a young adult, I went around and got myself, now, and this, it took a lot of work to do this, but I had to go around and speak to lots of people. I got myself elected in 1972 to the state convention as a delegate. I won't tell you who I was supporting in those days, but it required me to run my mouth, to exercise my gift of gab. Later in business, I, whenever they would have a store meeting, we'd gather employees together, the boss was always asking me to conduct it. I liked to do it. I thought it was great, great fun. Somewhere along the way, somebody said, you have a gift for preaching. And the rest is history. The thing is, there's nothing I like better to do than to talk. And God has given me ability to do that and at the same time uplift the church. And so you have a gift, whatever it is. The bottom line is this. Every gift is important. Put them together and we become a divinely appointed person, a divinely appointed group. A gift of gab becomes a gift of preaching. You have a gift. Put them together with others in this congregation and we will build Christ's body up even stronger than it is now. Amen. I would remind you as we begin our communion portion of their service that if you need gluten-free bread, it is on the, this side of the chancel rail at the corner. And also to remind you that in the United Methodist Church, communion is open. You do not have to be a member of the church to be welcome at the table. So if you will uh, pull the communion insert out so we can do the liturgy together. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with each other. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray prayers of intercession and confession. Let us pray. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection. You gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, he gave thanks to you, he broke the bread, he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples. And he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ 
redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the cup of salvation, the blood of Christ. If that person who's helping me would come forward this time. Ask the ushers to direct. Let the choir come first.
Eternal God, we give thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit, may they be yours this day and each day. Amen. Thank you.